Welcome to Unsuitable on Ray Radio, the award-winning financial services and business advisory podcast that challenges your old school business practices and the traditional business suit culture. Our guests are industry professionals and experts who will challenge you to think beyond the suit and tie while offering you meaningful modern solutions to help enhance your company's growth. I'm your host, Dave Kane. By 2020, millennials will make up one-third of the global workforce. Now we've all heard a lot of people with a lot of opinions about millennials, and there are some pretty negative stereotypes out there today. But the fact is these stereotypes, at least for the most part, are really wrong and misguided. We'll help you out with that today, folks. For example, a lot of people are quick to assume millennials are lazy, but most of them work more than 40 hours a week, and a good chunk of them will work around 50 hours without batting an eyelash because they want results. Contrary to what you may have heard, there are some really hardworking millennials, and we're going to introduce you to a couple of those here in a few minutes. We are fortunate to have some really great young talent on our team at Ray & Associates, So we brought them to the podcast to ask them to speak about what attracts them to their job and what keeps them here. Of course, they will be speaking on behalf of their entire generation. So, you know, no pressure, guys. Sarah Sparks and Deirdre Davis are two of our younger team members here at Ray. They both work from our firm's office in Dublin, Ohio, in our state and local tax department, and also as QuickBooks consultants, they also dip their toes in some auditing and tax. So a wide range of experience. I wonder if that's where the similarities end. Let's find out. Welcome to Unsuitable, Deirdre and Sarah. Hi, Dave. Thanks for having us. Hi, Dave. Thanks for having us. Well, good, good. Um, sorry about uh, the uh, alphabet problem with your your name. My notes weren't quite where they needed to be. <laughs> But we'll get uh, we'll get those uh, worked out for you. So, welcome to uh, Unsuitable. So we want to uh, kind of welcome you as first time uh, uh, guest of the podcast. Welcome aboard, and uh, we're looking forward to some great insight. So, Sarah, we want to start with you. You are in the uh, state and local tax area, also known as the the Salt Squad here at Ray and Associates. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about what attracted you to that uh, that part of your job? So my background is in accounts payable, accounts receivable, and payroll. Uh, so I had experience with sales tax and use tax doing that in industry. And I also am going to school to get my paralegal studies degree. So it just made sense to go into tax and uh, Joe Pop needed a CSS to fill the position. So it just hit your skill set at the right time uh, in the right moment. Yeah. So, you know, I think uh, we probably should um, throw out a little bit of a disclaimer that neither one of us work in uh, HR, human resources, and this is a bit of a HR slant. And so we want to throw that disclaimer out. We're just going to talk about uh, fellow colleagues and how to make each other's uh, job easier. Sound okay, Deirdre? Sounds great. So uh, you are just a little background. Uh, you spend what ninety percent of your time working in the QuickBooks field. Yeah. And uh, what is there a particular area you like in QuickBooks more than another? Um, I'm not. I'm not really sure what I 
like more, I guess. Um, I'm certified as a pro advisor for QuickBooks Online, Desktop, and Enterprise. Um, so lately, I've been doing a lot of online work um, just because I, I have a client that requires a lot of bookkeeping work right now. So I've been in um, online mostly lately, but... Yeah, I spend a lot of time in QuickBooks. So we're going to have to have you come back and uh, and talk to us about some QuickBooks at a later at a later date, but because uh, uh, we're not going to dive too deeply into QuickBooks or staying in local taxation, but uh, you know we'll cover that a little bit. But you know, I need your advice. Are you, you guys good at giving advice? As you as you might have guessed, I'm a baby baby boomer, and the two of you are millennials, and so we have to talk about how we're going to work together. Uh, as a as a team, as colleagues, uh, a little better. So you're going to help me with that process. You guys ready for that? All right. Okay. Um, Deirdre, I'm going to throw this to you. When uh, when we need to communicate on engagements, what's the best way for me to communicate with you? E- email would probably be the the best because if I'm not at my desk and you need something uh, from me, I can reply to it on my own time whenever I'm available. Like if I'm in a meeting and you need something and then I can respond whenever, you know, you're busy with something. So email is really great. Um, You love emails? Okay. So do I have to email you between like eight and five or can I do it 24 seven? Whenever you want to. Okay, 24-7. Okay, I'm going to check that box. Sarah, uh, let's. Uh, I'm going to throw this to you. You know, in, yeah. in the opening, we talked about millennials work 40 hours, 50 hours. It, you know, they're kind of working all over the place. Is your job an eight-to-five job? Currently, yeah, it is here. But previous jobs that I had, no. we. It was like... You were given a certain amount of work each day that you had to finish. So my weeks looked like 50 to 60 hour weeks. So it's all over, the, all over the place. It's results. It's not how many hours. Right. But here at Ray, definitely have like a better work-life balance. So, you know, I might have challenges. Uh, this, you, you work eight to five. I, I do have a story about you I want to like throw out to you just to see uh, if what you're telling the audience is actually uh, true. You know, okay. an actual uh, content. So I understand um, several months ago, you uh, and your team uh, took a trip to Washington, D.C. to to listen to a uh, hearing in the Supreme Court on the uh, South Dakota v. Wayfair case. Is that, do I have my facts correct? You do. Okay. Was that an eight to five uh, job? That was actually 3.45 in the morning to like nine o'clock at night. Okay. For those three days. For those three days. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, it's uh, it's all over the place. So was that a, let's go to that. Was that a, a really uh, professional, pleasing trip? I mean, is that something you'll remember the rest of your life? Definitely. Yeah. Just the entire experience, having to get up at like 2.30 in the morning to get ready to go out to the line. You, We definitely learned like how it worked in case we ever wanted to take another trip back to Supreme Court. Actually like seeing the justices there in person, it was completely surreal. I mean, even though we were completely exhausted by 11 o'clock when we finally got in, we were just so excited. Our excitement kept us awake. So from, from my perspective as a baby boomer and a coach and a mentor, I have to look to give you opportunities in in your uh, day-to-day work. Is Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. 
but there should be like a balance of like letting us kind of ex- like uh, dip our toes into things on our own, have a little bit of autonomy, but still like structured guidance. You mean not bug you to death every hour or so? Huh? I don't think you, you got that project done yet, huh? Right. You want some freedom? <laughs> so, Deirdre, let's uh, let's let's talk a little bit about differences between uh, with dress code between millennials and baby boomers. You have any uh, great insight on on dress code? How should I manage that? How should we have a conversation about dress code? That's. I think that's a tough question. I come from a, um, my, my former employer didn't have a dress code. So sometimes I would wear sweatpants to work and that was normal. My boss did it too. Here we have more of a business casual environment and that's been a little bit difficult to understand, I think, because that's such a vague and broad term that a lot of people don't really understand like what that means. Can I wear jeans? Can I not wear jeans? Are flip-flops okay? Um, so I think that the business casual kind of catch-all is really hard for a lot of people to understand what that means. Um, I think that if if you're going to have a dress code and that's something that you're, as an employer, really concerned about, you should be as specific as you possibly can. Because if you're just making these vague, like, oh, just dress business casual. Well, what does that, what does that mean? That means something different to everyone, right? So uh, I think you hit on a, uh, on a tremendous uh, topic there that, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of businesses today do, you know, and that's their dress code. It's, it's business casual, Mm -hmm. but that means many different things to many different folks as a, you know, as a uh, baby boomer, that means something other than a coat and tie, and folks in your group, it could be sweatpants and uh, cutoffs and flip flops. So, Sarah, you want to add to this dress code? You're you're sitting there, you're just enjoying that conversation. That uh, as we put Deirdre under the microscope on that. So, what what are your thoughts on on dress code? Yeah, actually, before coming to Ray. I worked for various different different companies that had different dress codes. The first one that I worked for had a business casual dress code. They were like pretty clear with what you could and couldn't wear, like what wasn't considered business casual. And that was obviously jeans and flip-flops. Um, <clears throat> the next one that I worked at, we had to wear professional attire. So you had to wear like heels and like a skirt or like dress pants. Like you couldn't wear khakis. And then uh, the last one that I worked for before coming to Ray, it was like there was no dress code. You could wear jeans. They actually like felt uncomfortable if you dressed up. They they kind of like got worried like, oh, are you going to go in for an interview somewhere else? I think that's like kind of the Uh-oh. gauge, the right, scale. Right, right. So, so I think our takeaway on that, especially dress code, and, and we get a lot of questions on that is more definition, more discussion, more definition versus dictation. So... Um, good, good point. We'll uh, we'll put that in our uh, in our notes, and I'm glad our listeners uh, they're gonna they're gonna hear that and say, "All right, we've been talking about that for for many uh, months." And so, thanks for for that insight. Um, yeah, I want to want to switch gears a little bit, still stay on this uh, millennial uh, versus baby boomer, and trying to help me out. And uh, I don't know if I've caught you guys doing this, but but maybe, and I just didn't know this as I walk by your desk and and you have headphones on or earbuds on. And I'm like, wow, that was, you know, back in, back in the good old days, you just didn't do that. You know, what, what are you guys listening to? 
while you're working. Deirdre, that's to you. It's got to be George Strait, I would think. Huh? <laughs> so so at my at my last job, we were actually encouraged to wear headphones. Um, it was in uh, Accounts Payable. And you know, we're just looking at invoices all day. So having having headphones in, I think does a couple things for from a management perspective. Um, it keeps people from talking to each other, right? Oh no! Um, <laughs> but it also it also if you're if you're listening to something something uplifting and, and upbeat, um, it can actually make you work faster and be more productive, um, and it makes work more enjoyable. So it's a win win for management and for the employee. Um, I I have actually listened to headphones a couple times here um, lately. I've been working on this really big QuickBooks um, project for a client, um, and I'm cleaning up a year's worth of bank recs and other issues that they've had um, with a former employee. So it's, it's helped me to just kind of zone out and focus on this is the task that I need to do. I need to enter all in, in all of these deposits. I need to get these bank recs done. Rock and roll and QuickBooks go together, don't they? <laughs> yep. Sarah, when in the world are you listening to in this, uh, as you do the state and local taxation and register straight states and talk about this nexus and sales tax exemptions? You got to be listening to some really good stuff. <laughs> um, actually, I'm just listening to whatever's coming out of the speaker's that do, we have. Do you have a say in what's in on the uh, on the music? Generally, no. I don't have like the the secret password to get into the IT room. Need a secret password. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. So good. Um, talk to me a little bit about challenges. Can I do a better job challenging you in your job each and every day? Yes, um, I think at least from from my perspective, a lot of us um, younger. Um, entry-level people, we, we really like to be challenged and be given opportunities to try something new. So um, for for example, Malene has um, a client that has three Schedule Cs that she just kind of tossed me and I've never done one before. Um, I have no background in tax tax prep at all. And she's like, see, see what you can, can do with this. And having that ability to just take a shot at it is really great. It is really challenging. And there've been times where I've been stumped on it, but um, I always have her or other people in the office that I can go to for questions. So being so. stumped is okay. You're yeah. okay with that. Yeah. It's yeah. a learning opportunity. Okay. Sarah, what do you think? Yeah, I definitely have to second that. I like being thrown into the deep end and see if I could sink or swim. And then, yeah, once you like hit a wall, that's, you know, like when you've hit the wall and you know that that's when it's time to go check in with your, your supervisor. Okay. So when I give you a challenge, throw you in the deep end, how long should I give you until I kind of check on you? Is there, is there a well, rule of thumb? I, this is according yeah, to Sarah. You know, there, there's no book. I told you we're not HR professionals. Yeah. I guess what we're, we're relying on you for is to know that. Um, in your oh experience, boy. like you probably have done these things before. You wouldn't just give us these projects and expect us to to know it when you don't, right? And so you should probably be the one gauging. So, uh, okay. The message there is better check up on you within a reasonable period of time. Well, well, yeah. If if you give someone a task to do and it it might take, you think it's going to take two hours. It should take two hours. And um, maybe I'll say, yeah, I'm going to work on this after lunch. And if by the end of the day, you don't hear from me, maybe you should check on me before 4.30 rolls around. Hey, how's that going? But, you know, sometimes we have to, sometimes things come up and it does take longer to do a certain task, but check-ins are always appreciated. Deirdre, great uh, insight. So more feedback 
Yes. Uh, I can give more feedback on a more continuous basis. Mm-hmm. That kind of sum that up. Yeah. And be nice about it. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> Not be grumpy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Am I grumpy? No, Dave, you're great. Yeah. You're wonderful. Oh, thanks. Yeah. There'll be a little extra royalty uh, for saying that <laughs> once this uh, podcast hits the uh, podcast community. <laughs> you know, let's talk about coaching and mentoring because we, we've touched base a little bit on a, on a few of those things. Coaching and mentoring has uh, a lot of different meanings to a lot of different groups. And Deirdre, I want to talk to you a little bit. Maybe you can tackle this. Uh, how do you feel about a strong coaching and mentoring program? Is it something you look forward to, something you need and want and look forward to on a continuous basis? I I, um, I actually really love that about Ray. Um, the formal coaching structure that we have in, isn't something that I've really experienced before. So whenever, whenever I started here, I was planning already on taking some classes at Columbus State this semester so I can get my 150. I'm four credits away. And so throughout the summer, Trista kind of every once in a while checked in with me. Hey, how's it going? Have you registered for those classes yet? And it's it's really nice to have somebody holding me accountable so that I can reach my goals too. Mm-hmm. So so very goal-oriented. You're looking for, hey, let's get some goals and, and help me get there. Sarah, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I really liked after having like my year-end evaluation. I really liked coming up with my goals. I like that we use the SMART goal format. We set up like the goal. We have a date on there. Make sure that it's attainable. Hey, we just had a, uh, a question from the audience that uh, came in. You didn't know we were allowing uh, open forum questions from the audience. So I'm going to read this. So this is not my question, but this is uh, from, uh, from one of our uh, uh, members of the uh, audience here. How do you learn best? Sarah, go for it. Um, I think that I definitely learn best by hands-on training. So maybe seeing like my trainer do it first and then trying it myself. Okay. Deirdre? I would have to second that. And just, um, yeah, ongoing uh, support and the challenge and good. Okay. You know, we talked about uh, embrace different uh, backgrounds, education, training. We talked about that with you guys. Mm -hmm. You know, we haven't touched base on this this thing called uh, compensation and benefits. Now, you know, when we're talking... When we're talking about baby boomers and millennials, do we do we talk about compensation? Is that is that a fair conversation we can have on a regular basis? Sarah, you're like ready to hit me. <clears throat> right. No. <laughs> I didn't no. do your last evaluation, you know. <laughs> no, um, yeah, definitely. I think like the year-end reviews are a good time to talk about compensation. Like there should be a a reason to talk about it. Um, You should have like evidence of why if you want a raise, you should get the raise. And there should be a time and place to talk about it. You don't want to just like storm into your boss's office and like demand a raise or something, right? Well, that's probably not the the best way to do it. But I don't know. Maybe maybe that's the way millennials do it. You know, you walk in, hey, we're going to talk about compensation. But I think you hit on on a key point there. You know, tell me how my performance is going. And tell me about that on an ongoing basis. And let's have open conversation about compensation. Mm-hmm. Deirdre, anything to add to, to that? I think that it is a really valuable exercise for employers to schedule time on, say, an annual basis to have that conversation and make it an open and 
as transparent as possible conversation. And what about benefits? How do you feel about benefit packages? Not necessarily raise package because we we do a number of things, but as you entered the workforce and continue to grow within the workforce, are benefits important to you? Sarah, go for it. Yeah, they've uh, definitely become more important to me. Before, they were just like kind of confusing and I just like checked the boxes like, okay, I have to have health insurance. All right, I'll just sign up for like whatever. But now um, starting my family, like I just got married this summer. So I actually started like thinking about, okay, what kind of benefits do I need for the future? And like who needs to be on my plan and stuff? Like how do I get the plans changed? So yeah, those benefits have definitely become more important to me. So if I understand that, initially, as you entered the workforce and entered with Ray, probably not at the top of the list. There were other things you were looking for right. that you described. But as, uh, I don't want to say mature, that's not that's not the correct use because you guys are mature, very mature. But as as you developed in the workforce and, and started raising a family and, and expanding the family, benefits became way more important. Mm-hmm. Deirdre, anything to add on the benefit front? I, I I agree with what Sarah said. Um, it's also, I think, worth noting that because of recent legislation, like a lot of a lot of us younger people are still under our parents' insurances until we're in our mid to late twenties. So that <laughs> that um, definitely has an impact on that conversation. When I graduated from college, I definitely wasn't worried about benefits because I was still on my mom's health plan. But now. Um, now that's changed for me. So that's a bit of change in, in your thinking as as you advance through the uh, the your your career path. So so again, I I want to kind of summarize a few things we've talked about uh, that are important to you: uh, earbuds and music, <laughs> uh, or a, a few distractions along the way. Just not you know white noise and and so forth. That and that's uh, that should be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, benefits certainly on the uh, on the increase for uh, for your uh, colleagues as you you get in in your uh, profession. Opportunities, mm-hmm. I think, are are important. Challenges are important. Coaching and mentoring are important. Out of all we've talked about, if you're mentoring, let's say let's turn this around and you're mentoring me <laughs> as a baby boomer. What two things are you going to tell me to work on this next year and how we communicate or work together? Sarah, you're up. All right. Um, two things. So the two things I'd say are um, definitely, I guess, be patient with us as we learn and also just keep the door open so that we can come in and ask questions, invite questions. Okay. Deirdre? I, I really like what Sarah said about keeping the door open. I think that um, particularly in my past work experience, not being able to go to your supervisor and ask for help and ask for, hey, can you explain this to me so that I understand it so I know you know, not to make that mistake again next time, that's huge. Do you guys really think there's a big disparity between baby boomers and millennials like we hear about? Definitely not. No. 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 Overrated. Yeah, I think that that is that stereotype is definitely overrated for Some sure. Some companies maybe, but but yeah, but here in the public accounting sector, I guess, like in at Ray specifically, um, everybody it just seems like we're we're treated equally. We're treated all like peers, even when you're interacting with your boss and stuff. So, Deirdre, anything to 
We're going to bring this uh, podcast home. Anything to to add to that? Well, we we actually talked about this at lunch and we were talking about, you know, is our experience that we're having in our 20s really any different than a baby boomer boomer's experience in their 20s? And the kind of conclusion that we we came to was times are different, technology is different, but our wants are still the same. We still want, you know, to buy houses and we still want to go to work and have full-time jobs and have careers. So you mind if I ask you a QuickBooks question before we leave this? I know we're not supposed to ask QuickBooks on this. You look, they're waving at me. No that was QuickBooks. your rule. No, no QuickBooks question. What's, the, what's, the, what's your favorite version to work, uh, work with clients? Is it the online version or desktop? I like desktop better. You like desktop better? <laughs> yeah, I second that. You, yeah. That question wasn't uh, towards you. Sorry, I just had to throw that in there. Desktop is the best. Our guests today have been Sarah and Deirdre with Ray and Associates here in Dublin, Ohio. Um, As you can see, as listeners can hear, we have some tremendous talent. And I was very pleased to introduce uh, the podcast community to to both of you. And I hope uh, you you both will come back again. And we can talk about the same topic or dive into registering Nexus applications in various states. Boy, that sounds exciting. You know, thanks Looking again. forward to it. <laughs> yeah, look forward to it. Well, thanks again for joining us today. I've enjoyed talking to you. You certainly provided uh, uh, me with some great insight into the millennial mindset. Not all that different than mine. And, and again, I appreciate that. I hope other business leaders will consider what we talked about today as well. Listeners, in addition to today's team of millennials, we've had some great, really great guests on the show talking about the changing workforce and how to identify top talent. I encourage you to check out these past episodes as well as some of the other great resources we have on our page at raycpa.com podcast. Did you enjoy today's episode? Let us know. Like it, comment on it, or share it. And don't forget to check out videos of our podcast on YouTube. Until next time, I'm Dave Kane, encouraging you to loosen up your tie and think outside the box. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance.